I was driving back from my office today and I took, it's a new office. I just started renting it like a week ago. Right. Yeah. So I don't know all the nooks and crannies, but the part of the road is like closed cause they're doing construction. So I had to take a different way to get back to the highway. Anyway, I drive past this building. I don't know what it is. Insurance police station. I, it's something, I don't know what it is. That's, but that's, the, that's interesting together. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, their police station is right over there, but I didn't know if it was that police. Uh, Anyway, it doesn't matter what the building was. What's Got important it. was okay. on the corner. So it's in the downtown area of this mm-hmm. suburb. And there's lots of public statues, right? So you walk around. There's one of like a hog with like a chicken sitting on its back. There's one of a giant slice of Swiss cheese with a mouse poking out. You know, it's just very oh, fun, I whimsical statues. it was going to be like statues of like founders and generals. No, no, it's just little critters. And it's very fun. But I, I turned, so I went back. I was in the, it was not the main street, but it was still in downtown area, but I, I had to take a back road to get back to the main street because of the construction. And I drive by this building. Yeah. And I saw the most incredible, I'm going to send it to you while I'm, while I'm building it up. The most incredible statue, the most, I have never been more delighted by a piece <laughs> of public art than I have with this this statue and what it is i'm going to flash it up on the screen right when you get it but it is a statue of a of a very very round frog and he has a little crown on his head (laughs) (laughs) and he's the most i saw him and i went Oh, like I was He's literally driving. I was driving and I was just looking back and like, look, at, there was nobody else in the car. Look at how big he is. Oh, I immediately called Emma. I said, Emma, we have to go on a field trip this weekend. I need a picture with the frog. We have to go. He's amazing. Oh my gosh. I mean, how could you? <laughs> why does he have a crown what is so he the king big. of and he's, he's so king royal of oh and there's he's a little a plaque i can't frog. wait to read the plaque i'm gonna go inside <laughs> it looks like it's the city manager based on this or there's the city attorney the city council it's a city council building oh sure so this maybe is a statue it's got of that of... weird art deco font that every city building has yes maybe know? this was the first mayor of edmund oklahoma <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but I saw him and I am now, I'm, you know what? I'm back. You know, I used to be like cities, bad cars, bad, but now cities, they're coming up. Hey, imagine if that street was a street and you could just like walk on it and see the statue up what close. If, what if the frog was alive and he took me under his tutelage and I became sort of his vassal and then, <laughs> and then I could work for the, the round frog king. I became his cup bearer. Yes. 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 And but I would need many cups to fill his large cheeks. <laughs> Ribbit. <laughs> Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast that is nearing the end of the Lenten season. It's your boy Ethan. And I'm Patrick very excited for this lint that i have not been participating in to be over so that i can start eating ice cream without guilt <laughs> instead of eating it with guilt which is what i've been doing there's the entire like, lint. leo was not born yet when uh my last lent and this lent he's 
okay, he's fine. You know, it's like he's he's 11 months old. He's bebopping around. Oh yeah, he's and, got some uh, hair on him. That picture. He's oh my he's gosh. grown quite a bit of uh, some locks since mm-hmm. Zeke. He's got some curls. Yeah, and he's I think he's more proportional now. I think yeah. he's a little less yeah chunk and a little bit more. Body. He's just gotta like sit at the the lowest <laughs> settles at the lowest point, you know. His chunk kind of kind of like that frog. He was very much like like the first thing that I thought of when I saw the frog. I was like, that frog looks like my son, like my large eleven month old son, <laughs> my very, large like, adult baby guy. son. I it was so cute today. Uh, Phoebe uh, and uh, Phoebe and Leo uh, yeah. flew down to Melbourne, Florida. Whoa! Right? And so. Phoebe's gone. I told you this already. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so Leo, we we had to wake Leo up because they had a they had a flight from Pittsburgh to Melbourne. Oh, um, the Pittsburgh airport, favorite airport uh, of da- James Donald Forbes McCann in all of America. Pittsburgh was yes. his favorite airport. So if you ever go, just make a pilgrimage. Yeah, to the take, McDonald's. Take a photo. Yeah. <laughs> take a photo. Send it to him. Um, but yeah, so Phoebe went straight to, to Melbourne. It was a great direct flight, um, but it was early. It, mm. it left at six. Well, it was scheduled to leave at six. It left at seven, which I don't know if you've ever sat on a tarmac with a toddler. Those two things don't mix. And he was crying. And I'm sure everyone on the plane was like, who brought this baby on a 6 a.m. flight? <laughs> but hey, I think they, what they should have been asking was who put wings on this plane and decided to leave it on the ground? You know? <laughs> Why is this question. plane not going up? Yeah. Um, I think it was de-icing. That was probably the issue. Uh, I've had to de-ice in Pittsburgh before, actually. Oh, on, when you're on a flight? Yes. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not. Um, but anyway, we woke him up this morning and he was very confused. He did not wake up at first. He like, we like picked him up and he was like, <laughs> And I, I like picked him up like I was carrying him. And he just like kind of threw his arms over my back mm-hmm. and just like went. And I laid him down. He was uh, still sleeping. I moved on. him, turned on the lights. I had to change him. So I like his clothes are off and he's still like asleep. Yeah. And he wakes up like naked. Right. And he's like, ah. <laughs> As we all have at one time What's or another. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Who's doing this? But he was so tired. He couldn't like struggle. So it was actually the easiest it's been to change his diaper and like months because that's he's, great he's a fighter man he's so oh, strong yeah. now he's got I, teeth he's uh, trying to walk he can stand for like on. five seconds he's in business he's, he's i i love it when the kid when you pick up the child and they're so asleep that they're just <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're holding buster from mythbusters you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like <laughs> uh, last night i had to hold peter because he's been going through his four month sleep regression, like nobody's business. And, uh, I had to hold him. I watched the North man while I held him. And that was quite the, uh, juxtaposition to look, to watch a Viking warrior do a pagan ritual and then rip a guy's throat out with his teeth and then look down at my, my boy, little guy peacefully sleeping, sucking on a pacifier. No hate in the comments. Uh, some people are very opposed to pacifiers. I don't know if you know this, but people have a lot of opinions. Like I made a, I made they a do. reference. I made a reference to not wanting. We just we didn't want to get Leo a smash cake that was had sugar in it. And one of my coworkers went, "Oh, you're one of those." And I was like, "Okay, that. <laughs> what is that? What is They're that? Like, what, one of what? Can you clarify for me? One of what? I'm I'm. So you think I'm a liberal because I don't want my kid. You don't want or, me, or am I a conservative? I actually well, don't I know where the stereotype is here. I don't understand. First of all. Can I tell you, I'm one of these. I'm going to tell you what I am. (laughs) 
I hate the smash cake, regardless of its sugar content. Really? Yes. Imagine you're a child. You're one what year old. What makes it different from a cake? Nothing. That's oh. that's part of the point. The other point is, imagine you're you're 12 months old. You are coming into your own as a human. You know, you've got your legs are moving, your arms are moving. Yeah. You can kind of look around. You can choose choose some things. Okay, you're starting to really figure it out. All everyone you know on the globe comes to your house and then stands around you and just stares and they pull out their phone and they say smash the cake smash it it's okay you can smash it oh you smashed it immediately you're infantilizing an infant tr- which an is infant, okay which is not okay in this situation it's not okay to infantilize an infant no. What's the root word of the word infantilize, Ethan? <laughs> Fanta. Nope. <laughs> Just giving a child Close. Fanta. Infantilization. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I hate it because everyone stands around and like, it's it's a kid. So if he doesn't like have a big, like if he doesn't smash his face in, if he doesn't grab it and throw it and he just kind of looks at it, then everyone's kind of standing there and you stand there for a long time waiting for the baby to do something. And everyone's just like, oh, come on, do it. It's like ha- it's like having a comedy podcast and being in conversation with people that you don't know very well that only know you have a comedy podcast. Uh-huh. And then they're, they're like, like, when are you going to make a joke? On, you do it. Smash do cake. it. Say the thing about the I, I hate the smash cake. We're not doing it for my child. Okay. If we do it, and I hate I hate you because you did it for your child. I want I, you to go to jail. He hasn't done it yet. I hate him. <laughs> I hate what? Cake. But like, what are you gonna? Are you gonna get him a cake for his birthday? Who? Are you gonna get him a cake for his birthday? My son. Yeah. Oh. I'm. Because I'm just like, not gonna have. I, if he gets a cake, it's gonna be in private, with just oh. him and the cake. You know. It's <laughs> a privacy, all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we got these kids. You know, they go but through like, a lot. You know that if he gets a cake it's going to become a smash cake. <laughs> like, I, I don't have a problem with the way he can eat the cake however he wants. Okay. okay. The problem sure. is, is everyone's expectation that he smashes the smash cake. So sure, you don't like the ceremony of it. I don't like, yes, I don't sure. like the ceremony. Cause to me, it's exactly the same as, as like graduation, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like a bunch of people being like, look at this. And they all just kind of stare for a while. And then everyone goes home. <laughs> what what are we doing graduations and one-year-old uh birthdays are very similar in that yeah, regard your grandparents come for some reason yeah it's like most of the people there you don't know it's not about yeah. you it's really for everyone else because like mm-hmm. you you know you did all the thing hey, graduation um, i am graduating this semester yeah are I'm, you going mm-hmm. do you get to wear what's cut do you wear like a green gown no it's a black gown, with, black like gown. A, a, with like a green and gold um Hood. Yeah, hood. I don't know why oh. it's called a hood because it's really not a hood. It's like because oh, you're getting long... it's because it's a master, so you get like a fancy. You get some more regalia. I get a fancier hood, yeah, than than, yeah. than my undergraduate compatriots. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm I I the reason I'm going is because I made a promise to my mother. Oh, uh, you should uh, never do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I uh, I didn't do my undergraduate graduation. Did you know that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went to a friend's wedding instead. My grandmother was upset with me because she was like, uh, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I was like, actually, no, I'm going to get two degrees in my life. So it's actually a twice in a lifetime opportunity. My friend will only get married once. 
Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> also, I've already graduated high school and high school, eighth yeah. and eighth grade and sixth and grade and kindergarten. kindergarten. So like I've done this quite a few times. Quite a few. <laughs> I, you could say that I've graduated. Additionally, I was not proud of my undergraduate degree. It was quite literally one of the easiest things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I took, I had such an easy major. What are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I got like a 98. I guess the test was hard. Like, I don't know. You know, I, do you have a hard time with it? I didn't really have a hard time with the test. <laughs> you know, I don't know. No, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't say I did. But like I, I studied, I studied a lot. Like I really, st- I mean, this was, yeah. That's Goodness. me. That's yeah, me. Too and that is me. you. That is you, me. Yeah. If we were in yeah. high school together, I think I would have I would have thrown a beaker at your head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I had such a, a I had such a fun time in undergrad, yeah. and I did what I did, and I was like, oh, and the other aspect was I was graduating a semester early and starting my mm. job, and I didn't want to go back and do graduation. Right. You know, because once like, you're out, it's like, why don't I go back? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the guy who comes back and dates seniors after he's a sophomore in college, you know. Not me. Not you. Not you. That would never be no. you. So, so we were talking about your son. He was on the plane. The thing I did date, I did date a high schooler when I was in college. Yeah. Yeah, but I was I didn't go back and date. Her. I was not. <laughs> I was not referencing that. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. To be clear, I would never bring the age up your... gap was a normal one. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> I saw but some, I do know what you're referring to. <laughs> I saw some tweet thread and it was like a guy, guys like posting gifts of like video game characters, like loading guns when they're like, when she turns 18, two weeks after you, you know, and they're like shooting this guy because he's a pedophile because he's dating a 17 year old. Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, you're, that, that's all, not you. That would never yeah, be. We all you. know that girl who was like 15 and dating a 21 year old. And it's like, hey, hey, Ooh, hey, you are being groomed. You should. Yes. Uh, it actually should doesn't matter that he's in the Marines. Because that's should not affect your decision. It seems to really be affecting your decision based on your Facebook posts. But I think you should maybe reevaluate some things. Try dating a member of the Space Force. (laughs) (laughs) At least maybe there's some perks. You know, you get a moon rock or something. With the Marines, you just get a divorce. You know? (laughs) I'm sorry. You get a letter. (laughs) Oh, hey, all love and respect to the troops out there that are listening. I think there's exactly like, one or two of you that are in the military so thanks no 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 no. a ton of the troops listen to our podcast really we have a lot of the troops can you can you imagine being deployed to a combat zone and listening to our damn show <laughs> as you're jumping off of a truck or whatever more like catching foxhole all right there it is did you see <laughs> the big announcement yeah oh yeah uh-huh no I'm sorry. I feel really bad when I admit to not listening to my friend's podcast. Although they always tell me, my friend podcaster is always like, I haven't listened to you guys in a while. So you know what? I don't care. I haven't listened to uh, any of those. The podcast you're thinking I'm going to say, haven't listened to that one ever. Go on. They're going back to weekly uploads. Oh, that's good. Yeah, which I'm very, very excited I did about. hear that because I got cigars with Father Anthony and Nick yesterday. That they had awesome. the inside track? Yeah, because Nick edits podcasts. So oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited because I've been I've been feeling Matt Frad's been off his game. He's not really doing anything good lately. Oh, really? That's about I mean, his, his interviews are fine, but it's just like this is why community is important. This is why the pro-life is good. This is why transgender bad. This is why, you know, it's just like 
he's done it all before. You know, I don't feel like there was a period of time where he was having really interesting guests on. It was just banger after banger after banger. And then now it's just uh, so I'm excited for Luke and Gomer to come back in. Maybe they maybe they changed the game of Catholic podcasting like they did back in 2015. Maybe they're going to be the Ethan and Patrick of 2023. <laughs> yeah. What do you, think? you think so? I, I hope not. Oh, I hope they don't become the Ethan and Patrick. Yeah. That'd be a regression. Yes. Very excited, but marginally successful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Fighting off more than they can chew in mm. college. Ooh. Yeah. People, did you see that photo of us that was from our live show back in the day? I sent it to you. Wait a minute. <laughs> I I sent it to the admin chat on Discord, bits at ly slash crunch Discord. It popped up on my uh, memories in my in my Microsoft OneDrive. Microsoft OneDrive Gosh. wants to show me the photos that I have from X number of years ago, which is not a feature that I ever asked for. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think I need a social networking aspect to my file storage system. <laughs> 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 here's a here's a pdf that you accidentally saved and yeah, three exactly. years ago here's a, here's a screenshot <laughs> from 10 years ago you wanna... emma, emma looked through my camera roll the other day and she was just like she was in shock she was like how do you live like this and i was like what do you mean and she's like every screenshot that you take whether on purpose or an accident you just leave in your camera roll like she was just scrolling through and i just have a bunch of screenshots of texts of websites yep. random images that i've saved mixed oh in with gosh. like pictures of peter and they're not even good pictures of him it's just like random ones that i grab really quick and he's like looking like this you know and her her camera roll is like she deletes all the bad ones she only keeps the good ones she doesn't say she instantly deletes screenshots as soon as she doesn't need them anymore they have a they have an album that they go to you can just mass delete them all at once the women no the iphone (laughs) (laughs) yeah apple released this feature for women I thought you were saying that like women have a feature that men don't have access to. I yeah, thought women that's have an Apple feature. They they have an they have access to an album. <laughs> yeah, they? it's called the old frontal right. cortex. The neo the neocortex. <laughs> the neo neocortex. I do like the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The frontal lobe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm high right now. I feel like this episode is kind of, I'm like a little sweaty, but I'm also cold. And like, I've got, I'm drinking I, coffee. I got to tell you, I am so out of it. So like a couple of days yeah. ago, I went to bed at like one o'clock in the morning. I don't yeah. know why I did it. I, I saw had to... I was up with Peter and I saw you tweeting and I was like, Patrick's down bad. Something's wrong. Like he's was, up late. <laughs> I was up late. I was tweeting. I don't know why. <laughs> I was not down. I wasn't sad. I wasn't sure. like upset. I mean, I was uh-huh. getting sad because it was yeah. late. Yeah. But like, I, I was, was just... I was drinking and I started crying and I started watching videos from high school. I wasn't sad, you know. As we go on, <laughs> we remember. <laughs> oh, that's a stupid song. Anyway, uh, yeah. Hey, so it, I was. It made I me up... cry. Really? Yeah. When I left band for the last time. Sure. Yeah. They're like, and you're just like playing the trumpet. <laughs> And the, and, the, and the snares are like they're doing like a marching band breakdown i don't like this characterization that you're making of band kids this feels very stereotypical i feel like they're just i feel like band kids are just theater kids with talent <laughs> i said what I, I said i was gonna dunk i was gonna I dunk on theater said. kids but you did it for me is, <laughs> i said what i said good. Yeah. I mean, we used to make jokes about band kids in orchestra because we were like, dude, it's just basically Guitar Hero 
<laughs> you just push buttons and the, the note comes out. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's not really skilled. What I was going to say is, like, that's how band kids were leaving, you know, on the last day of school. But theater kids, they were like, that's how they were leaving <laughs> their last day of school. The theater kids were singing For Good from the musical Wicked. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're going to have to. Is that. Have you heard this song? Wicked? The song For Good from the musical Wicked. The musical about how the witch was actually the good guy the whole time and she was in love with the scarecrow. Spoiler mm. alert. Um no. No, okay. I don't know that one. So at the end of the at the end of the show. Can you give me a tune? Can you give me something to like Yeah. Um it's a. Uh, uh, I've heard it said that people come into our lives for a reason, bringing something we must learn, and we are led to those who help us most to grow if we let them and then help them in return. So that's like a, a little a chorus? like... Do you, you get the chorus there? That's the opening. And then it's like, um, because I knew you, I have been changed for good. Yeah. Yeah, I know this. I know it. Yo, you've heard it? Yeah. You just wanted to make me sing it? No. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. All right. So I like that song because it's at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And um, the the good Glinda, the good witch, and Elphaba, the wicked witch of the West, they Elphaba? were actually roommates. Yeah, it's because of L. Frank. Because the guy who wrote Wizard of Oz was named L. Frank Baum. So they named her Elphaba. Yeah, it's a dumb show. Anyway, it was it it had a, it had a Hamilton grip on theater kids for like four or five years. I knew that it was big. Wicked Wicked was really cool until another musical starring a green person came out when the Shrek musical was released. And I think oh, that, yeah. what we're still in the throes of Shrek until the oh, next yeah. until Wicked Two <laughs> comes out. Up. We just need it's only it's just a progression of green people. That's all that I will say. I will say I went to see Wicked Live and it was fantastic live. I believe it. It was beautiful. Roommates. Yeah. Roommates. But like, I I think I think it was like like now that I've gone through the part of my life where oh I've been to college, you know, like when I was young and in high school and middle school, like this all of this was a fantasy world to me. College was totally something that was a mystical and magical and i could totally understand that there being a professor a goat professor but now that i'm looking back i'm like that's kind of a lame like you're gonna make the wicked witch of the west go to college you know what are you yeah. gonna make her do next vote come on <laughs> jury duty anyway gonna, it's just gonna a very, draft like, her into the iraq war yeah come on like this is like a little <laughs> like let's 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 play with the imagination here a bit you know poppies poppies uh. chemistry Oh boy. <laughs> She'd okay, have something to do. Okay. She'd have something to do with the poppy fields in Afghanistan, I'll tell you. Hey, that. Oh, there we oh, go. Oh, um, reference there. But the uh the 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 good witch and the bad witch are roommates in college, for those mm-hmm. of you who never saw the show or listened to the songs. And um so they, they become enemies and they become friends and they're enemies again because she becomes wicked. Whoa. And then at the end of the musical, after the events of Wizard of Oz take place, they're saying goodbye to each other right and um they sing a song about how they've been changed for good because they know each other and my mm. favorite part of the song is they have the the opening line is the one that i just sang that ethan made me sing it's this long like i'm not making kind you, of, i'm i'm halfway across the country bro don't try to don't try to say that i'm forcing you. uh, you're not under duress right now you're podcasting in your own house 
the other. <laughs> That's fair. Um, there's actually a Gru holding a gun right behind <laughs> my left. <laughs> That's going to be great. When we have an in-person studio one day, I'm going to print that out in big, just have a huge six by 10 <laughs> of Gru holding a gun. But when we have, it's Mark Hart comes on the show and he's <laughs> <laughs> like what's going on and so she she says she does that whole opening line that's mm-hmm. like a good like 16 bars long about like I, i've heard it said you know all this stuff like this this truism like people it's there's a reason mm. and we were led to people who help and then she immediately Ooh. undercuts it by going i don't know if i believe that's true it's that it's a it's really bad writing mm. it's this nice long like people like it because like we're led to those who help us most to grow Oh and then, gosh! And if we let them and we help them in return, like then we'll be better people. Mm-hmm. Or that could be just baloney. But hey, you know I've I like yeah. you. Yeah, it's just a dumb. It's a really dumb opening song. But it had like how a, come how come every musical is that's popular is either like incredibly saccharine like that or super cynical. How come that there's no because those are those just the only two modes that theater people occupy, just either sartre or uh friggin you know the other guy i mean it's it's uh you have to understand the cultural uh the cultural center of musicals is just new New york York, and everyone in new york just hates their lives yeah it's true new york is a center of death (laughs) it's just sad there hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Yeah, speaking of, there's a very funny thing that happened to me the other day. I was with, I forgot about this story. This is a great podcast story. Good transition, New York. Are you done with the wicked thing? Uh-huh, yeah, I'm off, okay. the, I'm off the rant. I was with a mentor. And we were having a, a conversation in a coffee shop. I was kind of you sharing with him. Oh, what? a mentor. Excuse me. Sorry. Stupid. Not stupid. a dementor. I hate <laughs> I set myself up for that one. You did. That was mean. I'm going to I'm gonna flush myself down the toilet now. <laughs> I'm going to cut <laughs> off my own hands. I'm going to moaning myrtle myself in real life. So I was in the coffee shop with this guy. And we were talking about vaccines because he has a brother are you okay What's that was really funny <laughs> thanks <laughs> we're talking about vaccines because his brother worked for this like lab this like covid lab that did the the rapid tests mm-hmm. and so him and his brother were like at odds from the get-go because it was just like sure. he was kind of skeptical about a lot of things and his brother obviously was like in touch with the cdc you know like it working for a lab that designed he, he had a lab that went from 12 employees to, like 400 employees like they were huge oh players you know and very helpful with what all they were doing great stuff um but his his brother came to him and was like hey i think i think i'm dying because of the vaccine whoa like like i've just developed a bunch of heart problems and i'm starting to see all the data that comes out and he's looking at all he's like a big science guy research guy so he's looking at all the data and he's like man you know it feels like that there's some correlation here you know and this is just a guy who's in it right i'm just saying what he told me i'm not saying anything please don't write in but uh, so he was telling me all this and he, before he said all that, he prefaced this is what I really want to talk about. He said, are you into conspiracy theories? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I like, I played it off. I was like, yeah, I mean, a little bit, I don't know. 
and he started talking about it. But the funny thing is, is that I had just downloaded this image onto my phone. <laughs> like literally text it to me and then put it on the screen again. Uh, no, I don't know. I'll just show you. But like literally okay. minutes before I read a thread because we were talking about New York, I downloaded this image onto my phone. <laughs> 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 which is a is it's that a, pre-date 9-11 yeah it's 1976 oh, and gosh. The, the argument is that because there's a solar eclipse happening in this uh uh in this image that it's like preconditioning or like program you know whatever it is what is it called yeah i like that because um it, this cookie monster eating the twin towers with a with a solar eclipse and then what the the ring around the moon is called a corona and then there's like these people who like prayed in a circle at ground zero which is also a corona and this guy was like connecting all these things about the coronavirus. And I like had just read all of this right before this conversation. So he was like, are you into conspiracy theories? And I almost like pulled out. I was like, look at this picture of Cookie Monster and tell me what you think. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't do it. I like I like predictive programming conspiracy yeah, yeah. theories because it's like, yeah, it's very clearly hindsight bias. Like yes. you're, you're looking yes. at the thing that's mm -hmm. like, oh, the Twin Towers are significant to me. Like they could have picked the Chrysler building and it would have been the same, you know, the same thing. Right. But it's like, it's funny that they say, oh, that's predictive programming. But a cookie monster didn't eat the Twin Towers, so how is it predictive <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, it's is, predictive, I can't like, believe they predicted this. I don't know if you know this, but it was two airplanes um, that hit those things. So And not and not one large puppet for cookie and cookie is for coronavirus. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good. C is for coronavirus and coronavirus yes. is for me. Oh, boy. Also, a lot of things are called Corona. It means crown. Yeah. <laughs> In Spanish. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's a lot for me. Although anyway. Tom Hanks was traveling with a Corona typewriter. That, I think, was also in the thread. And he... That was, I think the, it, that was the gateway. That was the gateway for everyone into conspiracy mm -hmm, theories. <laughs> mm -hmm. There was something else where, like, oh, years ago, he played a guy whose last name was Corona in, like, a movie or something, too. So that Adam was, like, a Corona. Another, yeah. No. Toyota Corona. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Do you, do you want to do a topic? Sure. What's I, your thing? I have been, in, I've been thinking a lot about placelessness. Recently. Oh, because you're moving. Yes. And I would like to talk about that. All right. Let's do placelessness. Okay. Get after it. So uh, a, a priest friend on a locked account. Wait. Oh, what? Before we get into the topic, I do want to remind everybody that starting the week after Easter on our Patreon at the $10 a month and up level, we, me and Patrick are going to be reading through The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which I have not started yet. I have not started it, but I will start. I've got the best people reading it. Um, it's hey, it's me and Ethan. Yeah. People, and we're uh, so we're going to do Hunchback of Notre Dame, and we're going to do a ton of other books. We're going to work our way through scripture. We're going to read spiritual classics. We're going to read the classics of, of Western fiction. Um, so you, you're going to want to go to patreon.com slash the crunch subscribe at the $10 a month and up level and listen to our weekly bonus show. If you're already subscribed, you don't have to do anything. You're going to get it no matter what. We got to uh, read the city of God. We got to read the histories of Herodotus. I'm like yes. so excited. There's going to be all kinds of really cool stuff that we're going to get yeah. into. We're going to resurrect the Bible cast. That's going to be a part of this. So you don't like, don't miss out on this because we're really going to put a lot of time and energy into making that really, really good. Um, and then moving forward, this the main show is going to stay pretty much the same. We're going to probably take more of a focus on nonfiction and other things that we're learning about and thinking about uh, secular matters rather than getting really deep into the classics. Renewing and perfecting the temporal order is really if I if I had to like, come say. up with a phrase off the dome, 
that I came up with, I would say renewing it. We're going to focus on renewing and perfecting the temporal order. Yeah. And then I would, if I could also come up with a phrase, I would say that the bonus podcast is going to be the source and summit of our <laughs> podcast. <Of> our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's the pitch. Patreon.com slash the crunch. Check it out. Okay. Now we can go. Good stuff. Okay. So a priest friend on a no. long account, not the one that you're thinking of. Uh, the other one? A different one. The other um, one. Not the other one. I don't oh. know if there is another one. Yeah, there isn't. Yeah. So um, he he, t- he tweeted out uh, to to just to us. Um, moving to a different region of the country is gravely evil, and <laughs> if you do it more than once in your life, you should examine your conscience. Wow. I love and that. I get in trouble. I love that. Yeah, you're busted, dude. I know. I'm so <laughs> mad. But anyway. Um, it like, it just, I, I, I was, it was, it was funny that he said that because like I have moved to a different region of the country only once Phoebe has now moved to a different region of the country twice. You have moved to a different region of the country once. once. Yep. Um, I don't think there's many people our age who have not. Right. I mean, especially if you consider going away to college, even if it's a state college, like practically speaking, if you grew up in Miami and went to Florida State in Tallahassee, that's a different region of the country. Like you're so seven hours drive away is like so far away. And so I, I wanted to talk about that because I I don't think we realize a lot of a lot of the post liberalism stuff is like recognizing the things that we take for granted as not normal. Mm-hmm. And we are American. And so we are a nation of immigrants at least 400 years back at the most. And so like our family histories are very tied to moving to a different place. Mm. Like my parents moved here in 1950 and they bought a house, you know? And so like striking out on your own success is kind of in the American mind entails striking out on your own Mm. making success elsewhere yeah and then living there and then your kids strike out on their own and then everyone kind of comes together maybe at like you know they go we all go to myrtle beach you get a rental house on the beach once a year that's when you see your family you know yes and i've just been thinking about um you know because when when we were considering moving to oklahoma city that was a consideration of we were we're gonna move there for years like we're planning on like that's gonna be where we live yeah and that move was not like a light consideration and changing that decision was not a light consideration either but i'm happy to be moving back to melbourne it's Mm. now public knowledge that i'm moving there i'm Mm -hmm. yeah today was my last day of work was it really yeah you're not working tomorrow no I was wow. on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you're done. You're free and oh, clear. I'm done. Why yeah. aren't we drinking? Oh, I guess we could be drinking. Do you I have more go... stuff to do? Do you have a beer? No. Oh, I have a beer. I was going to go get it. I have it's... the rest of my bourbon, but it's. We can stop the podcast right now and drink. I don't want to drink on the podcast. Oh, I'm gonna... you're I don't such want to drink a on the Square. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just I have stuff to do today to prepare for the movie. Yeah, and you just just drink and then do the stuff. I'm so tired. You have Patrick has one beer, falls asleep on the couch. I seriously, you're a lightweight, is what you are. I'm just tired anyway. Sorry, I just cut Um, you off today. You're moving to Melbourne. It's your last day. Yeah, 
and I was like, I was thinking, I was like, you know, okay, my my son is now crawling around my, you know, my childhood bedroom that I that occupied from when I was five to when I was eighteen. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be able to go visit his grandparents anytime. He can. He's going to go to church at the church where his great grandfather is buried. Like that's crazy. That that's doesn't wild. happen anymore. But it used to happen all the time. <laughs> Like he's going to go to mass and they're going to like pray for the living and the dead. And -hmm. he's going to like pray for the soul of his great grandfather. And his great grandfather is buried in the churchyard. Um, and that's just like a wild experience. And like, he's like my, you know, he, he, 1974, whenever my, my, when my grandparents moved down to Florida is like so far away from me. He's like, yeah, my parents have lived, my grandparents, my family has lived here since the 1970s, you know? Um, and I guess I like, as young modern people, mm. we are told to go leave your hometown. And I think that's a, I think it's okay to leave your hometown to like experience other places. So you like kind of understand other places, but I don't think you necessarily need to go live in other places. In fact, I don't think yeah. you should. Yeah. If you can help it because yeah. it's very sad. I just left two very good friends. Like I saw Father Father Anthony and, and, and Nick for like the last time in a long time, mm-hmm. and it sucks. Yeah, you know. Dang, you're making me feel. <laughs> it makes me think of the Simon Saris blog. Uh, it's called Where to Live. I'll link it in the description below. Oh, that's what you're looking up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was I was not not listening to you. I was I was pulling up this document to reference. Sure. Um, but he and he, he talks about how he lives ten miles away from where he was born. And he lives in New Hampshire and he's like a web developer. So you'd think that he'd go live in San Francisco or New York or some like big city where you can do this. And he admits that there's a trade-off. Um, but he he really thinks that there is something about being embodied in where you live. And this is kind of his the the paragraph I think about the most from this blog, but you should read the whole thing if you get the chance. It says what matters more than finding the most perfect location is what you do when you get there. Many people seem to live in such a way that if they were dropped off in a different house in a different suburb of a different state, they almost wouldn't notice as long as they had their house had a TV and internet and the GPS still led them to a Starbucks. The really important thing isn't where you live exactly, but being embodied in your living regardless of where you are. Yes. And I think that that is huge and exactly what you're talking about. And he talks a little bit about cities and uh, you know being okay with living out in the country and, and learning skills and, and that type of thing. But I think for you, it's like, working backwards like okay what kind of life do we want to live you know and then like letting that inform your decisions about what you want to do it's like okay we want to be we want to live the kind of life where my son can know my grandparents okay cool i'm gonna do that you know yeah like it's and and then you have to make decisions that way i think the problem is is that so many people talk about placelessness there is that problem where my day-to-day I could do what I do anywhere. You know, I really don't need to be in any specific place or work for any specific company or live in any specific neighborhood because for most Americans, you can work at the same chain anywhere in the country. You can do the same type of work pretty much anywhere in the country. Like there's nowhere really, except for like lobster fishing, you know, in Maryland, like you can't lobster fish in Oklahoma, you know, like things like that. But it's pretty much the same anywhere you go. And so of course people feel this like rooted 
rootedness. And I think that's what the priest was talking about was like, if you're just moving around all the time, searching, 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 it's probably because you are refusing to live where you are. And it's probably because you, you don't know how to be embodied, you know? So you keep thinking that a move is going to fix it. And, uh, does it, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we, we experienced like a lot of loneliness in Pittsburgh because Sad. a lot of, all of our friends were kind of spread out and, and also it's a snowy hellscape for three, four. And we're of the year. both, and we're both from the tropics, you know, mm. so like Houston, the tropics. Well, she's from the swamp, so she's from yeah. a, a hot location, sunny location, you know? Yeah. Houston's not really the tropics, I guess. It's, it's in, to me, it's like a hot concrete, oily tropics. You she's know? from the she's from the Bay Area of Houston. Is that where the tech firms are? <laughs> no, there's other bays in the country. No, no. I no, like no. referring. I like when I was living there. I liked referring to it as the Bay Area. The Bay Area people from California upset. Yes, I do the same thing with Orange County because mm. Orlando is in a county called Orange County, and so I oh. refer to it as the OC. The OC. Yeah, I wow. just, I just, I just like Californians. Like we, we, we joke about Texas all the time, but I just can't stand California. Not for the usual liberal reasons, but for like just general vibes. You know. I think I'm gonna make a promise now on this podcast. I'm never gonna go to California. I've never been. Wow. And I'm just not gonna go. If I have to fly to Japan for something, I'm gonna fly through Anchorage. You know, like Dang, I did go to LAX. Yeah, Lax, I guess baby. I have been to California. I'm not going and to California. Time I was looking for famous YouTubers. I was like, hmm. where are you guys at? You guys are always going places. Yes. Is that Mr. Bean? No, that's just, a, <laughs> that's just a white guy with brown hair. Anyway. So you're from the tropics, and you live in yeah. Pittsburgh, and we it were, was lonely. We, it was very lonely, and and that was, a, that was a big thing. was like, okay, if we move somewhere else, is it going to change? Yes. Like you and I had this conversation when we were, moving to, when we were thinking about moving to Oklahoma. I was like, is it going to be different? Like, are we going to see you guys or are we going to see other? Like, we didn't know that because like in our experience outside of college where you could just walk to someone that you knew, it was that experience of loneliness. And so like, mm. I think a lot of people do move um, because they're lonely and they think that, you know, moving will keep moving, will make it better. Yeah. You know, or they're like it's, tired of their job or, you know. It's crazy to me how many people are lonely, but don't like they don't want to say that because of the the subtext, you know, or the the the, the assumptions people will make about you if you say that you're lonely. What's the subtext? So like I'm thinking of I'm oh, wondering that, what people are thinking about me right Nobody's now. thinking this about you. I think people oh, okay. are afraid to admit it because they think that people will think this about them. Oh sure. But like I'm lonely and then they think, Oh, well, that must mean that there's something wrong with me. Sure. You know, that people don't want to be around me or, you know, something, something, something. And so they just don't say it out loud. Like, it's good that yeah. you and Phoebe are able to say it like, we're lonely here. There's nothing wrong with us. This is just how it is, you know, yeah. like, and, and I think there's so many people, especially the Catholics who just desire community and friendship. It's just, it's strange. I'm, I go online and I, I see these posts by these people. It's like, Hey, I have this problem with my husband. What should I do? And it's on the Catholic subreddit. You know, it's like, do you, you don't have any friends in real life to talk to like the first place you're going is the Catholic subreddit, you know, like I, and I see this yeah. kind of stuff no, all, huge, yeah. all the time on Twitter, yeah. on Reddit, on Instagram, everywhere. People looking for like these replacements for real community when like, I've never thought in a, or the discord even our discord's great, but at ly slash crunch discord, but sometimes 
I feel like some people use it as a way to not be lonely, which is fine. But like, I've never been like, oh man, you know, I, I'm really struggling with something. I'm going to go ask the discord what they think. Well, you you're know? a different case because if you were to do that, yeah, it, it is, would be different. It's the it discord is that you run. But the other discords that I'm in, sure. you know, or the Twitter, oh, sure. or Twitter account, you know. Uh, but like, and if I do, like, I don't ever post anything on main on Twitter. If I post anything about me, like personally, it goes in my Twitter circle with the people that I know and am friends with in my sure, real life, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so it's just like, this is why I'm so excited about moving to this house in a few months because we're going to be like, literally today, our friend Carly was like, Hey, Emma, can you watch Leo, her son, Leo, the other Leo? the Leo that would have been mortal enemies with your Leo because they're both just huge kids, thick. <laughs> thick boys. She's like, can you watch Leo for three hours this afternoon? And I was like, yeah. And I just think I thought about that happening. And I was like, man, how many Catholics or just people haven't enough friends or even just have a friend that they can say last minute, Hey, can you come watch my kids for a, f a few hours in mm -hmm. the middle of the day, the day of, and then it actually happened. You know, so many people don't have that. And it's just like, that's not right. What have we, what have we given up to gain what we have gained? Unlimited entertainment and pornography. Yeah, that, that, that is there. That's true. That's, people don't need friends when they can just boot up Leonardo DiCaprio in The Departed. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to watch The Departed tonight. It's a good film. It's such a good movie. Anyway. Um, no, I needed I needed a movie for my... Uh... You could watch The North Man. No, I'm not going to watch The North Man. I like it when he... I have a Walmart pizza. Oh! Gonna... Yeah, one of those market-side pizzas. Yes. And, those uh, are good, actually. They Did you are get really the pepperoni? Good. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, I did the pepperoni, bread. man. Oh, yeah. It's good. <laughs> i'm excited for you oh it's gonna be great yeah um anyway <laughs> but do you hear what i'm saying i do you I do. and you'll have this where you're going because you've got your high school friends and and there's some other people i just wonder like there's not there's got to be a way we saw some like website at seek that was like this is a way to connect with other young people and like make friends it wasn't like a dating service, but it was like a, do you see this at seek? I forget what it's called. Like no. run with the saints or something like that. I think was the name of it, but their whole thing was like a matchmaking service for friends. And I'm like, man, this is good, but this is a band aid. you know, like this is, we don't, we shouldn't need like Tinder as a band aid. you know, hook dating apps, ways people getting and, connected online is just a, it's not. And uh, we've seen, I mean, I maybe, maybe we don't recognize this because because we're married at and yeah, we were married yeah. at like 23 yeah. but like yeah. the 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 tinder dating scene and there was a stigma attached to tinder in college that like yeah that like there was a stigma of women against me on tinder in college <laughs> that's what it was <laughs> it is okay um, <laughs> it all worked out it all worked out you know yeah but um yeah like the, there is a reality that you know the technocratic solution you're like, oh, this will just be an easier way to do the thing we already do. But it actually becomes the replacement because now you see people going like, why would you approach a woman in person? You should just talk to her on Tinder. Yeah. Like find one on Tinder.
You know, like it's becoming less and less That's accessible crazy. to meet people in that. Like you should never flirt with a coworker. Like it's like there is like the the working individuals are over here and then the mm-hmm. romantic individuals are on your phone. And if they happen to be the same person, that's fine. But they're different robots. You see, they're yeah. different machines. Mm. You know, just philosophically, they're different. They're different entities. When they leave work, they become a sexual machine. Right. And then when they go to work, they become a money producing machine. Mm-hmm. And then when they become parents, they become dead. They might as well not exist. They're a dead machine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anyway, I, feels that way. He's spitting. Let him cook. <laughs> I'm dead. Anyway. <laughs> but yes, yeah. we are not we are not machines that can be merely removed from one part of the large we're not a cog that can be removed from one part of the machine and placed in a different place. We are naturally very rooted. Mm-hmm. We like my body is made to live in Florida because I lived there. My skin yeah. can't handle it up here. Yes. My very the largest organ of my body cannot handle it up here it's you're... dry and cracked man <laughs> you've got an epidermis that needs a thermos i need a, I need a thermos for my epidermis yeah i think there's a we are we don't want to it's it's like a cascading thing because if i admit that i can't just exist anywhere and do whatever I want to do, and I necessarily have to be tied to some kind of place, then that means that all the other assumptions that I have about my life and about the world just have to start to go away. It makes you it makes you not an individual. You're not yeah. an individual because individual can go anywhere and do whatever mm-hmm. they want, whenever they mm-hmm. want, with whomever they want. It's you're 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 not, but you're not that. You're a human being. And that's why we on the Crunch Podcast promote being more human. Go Indeed. to bit.ly slash crunch discord to join our be more human chat. Um, be more human it's a thing that we came up with and i think this turns into weird like the secular version of this is like the people who are really into their city or really into their state you know not like i'm not talking about for once the texas flag people you know who are very proud of texas but i'm talking about like people who get really into like i live in oklahoma city like they all have a bunch of shirts that are just about oklahoma city and they are they go to all of these different fairs and festivals and it's like it's good to be involved and to go to those things but at what point is that more of the same of just like trying to fill this thing with this other thing you know it's like you yeah. you don't know you don't know the name of the names of the people that live on either side of you but you go to all of the arts festivals downtown because you just love your city so much. And like that doesn't feel right to me either because now what you've done is you're like consuming just another product that's being given to you and it's masquerading as a sense of place. Yeah, we talked about you know? I was I've been going through some of my notes um because How I'm taking you? the comprehensive exam. And uh, so I went back to my 2020 classes when I first found out about post-liberalism. So I went to like way back like almost 3 years ago now. And um like first so the the my professor first kind of laying out for me what liberalism is and it's how it's kind of a subversion of the lower over the higher it it tries to make complex uh and 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 like human realities into simple and digestible mm-hmm. um simple and digestible realities for instance um did you ever have to do like a project on a country in a college in yes. college or in in middle school, in I middle had to school do. Is what I meant to say, I had to do a research project on Croatia, sure. and instead yeah. of doing it, I went over to my friend's house. He was the my partner on the project, and we played Donkey Kong on his arcade machine that he had 
That's awesome. And th- then I made a PowerPoint very fast, and we got an A. <laughs> Croatia is known for its waterfalls. People don't know this, but they've got a lot of waterfalls over there. I had to do a project on Guyana. And um, where is Guyana? Well, okay, actually, no, I can ask this. I bet, I bet you, I'll tell you, I, I'll be honest, okay, and I'll tell you if the projects were different. This, what would, what did you have to put in the PowerPoint? Just like facts about the country. Were there categories of facts? Maybe I don't remember. Okay, because what I had to do was I had to do like, what was, what is the state, what is the country's capital? Sure. What is their food like? I, what yeah, is their I'm clothing? Sure. Yeah, I think language, stuff like religion, that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that is like, it was like, we had to, we had to write like a paragraph. Do on they play channel. Donkey Kong there? Yes. At least yeah. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just funny. Cause like culture then is reduced to those things like food and clothing and language or just beliefs, not even religion, like not the mm-hmm. way they worship because mm-hmm. even if you say, Oh, everyone in Ukraine is like, is like Eastern Christian or like everyone in, in Italy is like, is like, roman catholic but like roman catholic in italy in like southern italy or in sicily looks different than roman catholicism in spain you know or like in in the in the basque region of spain You're it's making like up words now no that's real there's right. the, the basque are the oldest are, are are europe's oldest people even they're they're strong and mighty and their language is unique I, it's i'm pretty sure Europe. europe's oldest person is like a woman in norway you know <laughs> that like smokes cigarettes and drinks coke She's 98 <laughs> years old. She rides a bike to work. Or she, ain't no, she ain't no Basque. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, but we, we like reduce culture to there's no cult in culture. There's no worship in culture. There's no like community identity. And like the uh, the I am from Oklahoma City is like or even even Pittsburgh, you know, it's like <clears throat> there even though there really isn't a shared identity outside of like colors and sports food and sport. And yeah. It's like it still makes me feel like I'm local, mm-hmm. and I have a, uh, I have a, a kinship with my neighbor because we both have a have the little flag outside that has the P with the penguin and the Steelers stars in front of it. Mm. Um, I'm walking but, here, but instead, like, <laughs> but instead, um, you know, there's no, um, there are very few places in the world where there are like neighborhoods there are very few cities in the world where there are still neighborhoods mm-hmm. pittsburgh has this yeah like i'm from morningside like or i'm from i'm from shady side or i, I live in the, on the polish hill right and like polish people do live on the polish hill still and like morningside is very italian you know and there's like and the churches are different and like the the people the, the things that they do are different they have different like devotions and different you know and all that's like slowly going away partially because of the mergers so there's that, but what can you do about that? You know, like, but it's also partially because like the things that rooted people to Pittsburgh, these neighborhoods in Pittsburgh are going away and Pittsburgh yeah. is kind of lagging behind the rest of the nation. Um, yeah. We don't have neighborhoods anymore. And those neighborhoods, you can't, you can't like create a culture in a city. You have to create a culture in your family and in a neighborhood and then the neighborhoods will come together and create a culture in the city. And then really that's all you have to worry about because there's really no state culture. You know, you don't have to, yeah. you don't have to form the state culture or the national culture. Just like, just don't worry about your state or your nation. Who cares? Presidential elections are just 
reality television. Patrick's for being cringe again degrees. online. No, it's just true. Don't vote. <laughs> I think we've made our point successfully. The dumbest thing I ever did was convince someone that they had a moral obligation as a Catholic to vote in the presidential election. Yeah, someone tried. I no longer think that. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> but you know, it's what. What, what is the what is the moral quality of like having to vote? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just silly. What it's makes like, voting in thing, a presidential election? It's like political actions. Like if you can vote, then you should. It's like, okay, so if I'm living in 1100 and I can kill my feudal lord, should I? You know? Doesn't like <laughs> that's that's political action. Should I take it? No. You, know? no. you don't have to. <laughs> Obviously, they're different in kind. But like it just feels it's silly to me. I think I should be able to not vote and that no one can tell me anything. My I, voting record is spotless, though, because I vote in local elections. Your voting record? You're batting a thousand? Record. Oh, yeah, baby. Everyone you voted for has won. Oh, that's not what a voting record is, Ethan. I don't know anything about A that. voting record is they keep track of who votes and they let you know. You can look up so how long, how many elections someone has voted Ooh, in. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. It's great for when someone's running for president and you're like, hey, you've never voted before. <laughs> why do you? Why are you Ooh. running for president or running for office anyway do we have a dr ethan's dating corner question oh yeah oh he's ready i speaking of someone who needed to go to the discord for help i saw a juicy one the other day okay i saw a lot of activity in the dating corner channel but i just never read it so that i can be a fresh-faced boy what did you put what did you what did you put in the latest episode chat? What did you put? Why? What did you put? Did you like it? Uh-huh. Oh my god. Funny. Nobody's responded to it. I think they just like Oh my gosh. Okay. So this one comes from, we'll say it's anonymous. 24 people reacted to this with a red flag emoji. So we'll see. Wow. How this goes. Okay. So you're predisposing me to, I'm going to find every way to make this guy a green flag that I can just for just nice. I like it. I like it. All right, here we go. Load it up. So I'm back. It's me. It's me again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> are you talking as you, or are you reading the no, I'm reading. I'm reading the, the, reading the, the comment. Thing. Okay, I was like, Patrick, you've Still been here the whole time. Still living in a tiny time. town in South Dakota, but I've been set up by someone who lives five hours away. Okay, I'm set up with someone who lives five five hours away. We've been talking for over a month and have been on three dates. First is this few a weeks. Per- Who's a man or a well, woman? This is a woman. Okay, that's why I was kind of like, you know, <laughs> okay, guess little, guess. this is what women do. Uh, this is my imitation of a woman. <laughs> um, <laughs> whoa, now <laughs> be <All right>. careful. <laughs> Here are the things I like about him. He seems to have a stable life. He's a professor at an university, and he's working on his PhD and getting tenure. He has a house and a couple of small businesses that he runs. Our personalities mesh well. We both love to be sarcastic, and we love to joke around with one another. Now for my concerns. He doesn't want to be in a committed relationship until he's confident that we are headed towards marriage. Cringe. I wrote a blog post about this five years ago and got in trouble with Jackie Francois Angel. When I asked if he doesn't want me to see other people, he says he feels like I'm pressuring him or that I'm going to go date someone else. I haven't had my first kiss. I've expressed that I do not want to kiss anyone until they are my boyfriend. Regardless, he has made attempts to kiss me and has somewhat jokingly pressured me to kiss him on our last two dates. He's also crossed some physical boundaries since our, since during our last date that aren't on par with where we are at in our relationship 
When I expressed that I felt like we shouldn't be doing this, he said he didn't see a problem with it and that it's not a sin. Lastly, he has expressed concerns about long distance, that we don't get to see each other often and do normal things a dating couple would do. I made an effort to come closer to see him, but recently I visited a friend at a halfway point between the two of us. He said he couldn't come see me because he needed to work on his PhD homework. When I texted him that weekend, he was working on other things. That wasn't his homework. The next time we were going to be able to see each other might be a month away. Um, And then she continued. In conclusion, I was really excited for him for the first few weeks and thought the things were going well. Now I feel like he isn't putting that much effort in to get to know me, which he has stated he feels he needs in order for us to get to a point where he asked me to be his girlfriend. My Catholic friends have expressed their concerns with some of his behaviors, but I'm wondering if I should give it more time because he has expressed that he is very cautious because he's been hurt so deeply in the past. Any advice? Thanks. I'm trying, but I don't think there's any green flags to be found. No, I my the thing that jumped out at me was <laughs> is that actually... he's, he's getting a PhD. Yeah, an academic nerd. I bet he has glasses. <laughs> anyway, um, loser. the thing that the thing that jumped out at me was um, he's pre- he he's like, I don't want to be pressured to be committed, but he is like forcing the issue in terms of physical intimacy. Patrick, and for the first like, time ever, jumping in and giving the, the advice right away instead of letting me do my job. Oh, sorry. No, I, it's okay. Uh, Go I ahead. This is a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just normally normally you read it and i give my first reaction and then you jump in and either like agree or disagree i feel that's like how this segment has gone every single week since we started it and then now you're moving to florida so it's flip the script time i've got connections in cuba i'm smoking cigars i'm wearing cabana shirts i've got I'm a wearing, hat that's tilted I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing a linen suit <laughs> i'm going to mass on the beach like i so you, excited for mass on the beach First of all, that's also, I can't even imagine. Mass outside is the worst invention of the church. I hate it. Well, it has to happen. You know, you got to get I all know. these people. It's fine. But anyway, finish what you were saying. Okay. So he wants, he's he's like, oh, I don't want to, I've been hurt before. I'm being cautious. You know, like, come on, man. Oh, oh, you've been hurt before. So you want to be cautious emotionally. So very clearly there's no emotions involved in you trying to mack on this girl. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're going with a PhD. You have a pretty Pretty stupid, pretty stupid mind. I'm just kidding. You got, you got, you got, you got, you got got monkey brain up there. You got a monkey working on your PhD, but Hey, if you get enough of them, you could write Hamlet. Yeah. I'll agree with what my precocious nurse, uh, said, um, I like podcasting with Patrick. It's fun. Everyone, everyone makes the when they talk about the nurse Patrick jokes, they make feminine jokes. That's sexist. Okay, no. men can be nurses just some as of the, much as some men. of the hottest nurses I've ever seen have been men, and I will say that actually, yeah, actually, no, yeah, they're big boys. Yes, I and when that, like that time that I act. almost passed out when I went to the hospital with my friend who was having kidney stones or whatever. I told the story on the podcast, and like these firemen came in, they were whew, all right. I used to do stand-up comedy with a guy who was a nurse, and he was a jacked dude. Yes. He was a good-looking guy. always jacked. And all of his comedy was about how, like, he's like, all day, I just hold men's penises. Like, that's what I have to do, that. Old dudes. Yeah. I have to hold their member and, like, check it out and, like, make sure they're not yeah, it's still... cancerous or something. Yeah, cancerous. I'm like, he's got, like, oh, he's, like, on the ward for can- dude cancer, you know, like. <laughs> It's my least favorite YouTube channel, Trickshot YouTube channel. <laughs> Dude, cancer. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh boy. <clears throat> Here's what I think. As the one with an actual PhD, as opposed to this, 
this schmuck that's just getting his PhD. We don't know yeah. what he's doing. I you're trying I, to get a PhD. You're not I getting. agree with Patrick. I think the effort is the the biggest thing to me. It's the effort and like the trying to use like oh I've been hurt in the past, so that means that I get to kiss you without any sort of emotional investment. Like that's it's, it's manipulative, right? It's like yeah. not that's not cool. And I think it's it when Emma was coming to Oklahoma, there was this weird time between like when we went on our first date. And then we went on like our actual first date where uh, she like didn't know what she wanted to do. She was very stressed out and nervous. And I was really worried that I had screwed it up. This is when I drank and like left her a voicemail, you know, and uh, <laughs> but um, Does the voicemail still exist. <laughs> no, it's gone. It's gone. She deleted it. She Dang deleted it. it. I know. But um, but she I knew that she was coming to Oklahoma to either like visit her friends again or um like go on a second interview for her job, like her nursing job or whatever. And I was like, I just really want to see you. Even though like we weren't talking, she like expressed to me that she didn't want to date me, all these things, but I still called her. And I was like, I want to see you. I will drive wherever. And by the time uh, she was already gone, you know, like I, I missed my Bummer. chance. I know it's, it worked out, but um, like, even sure when I was like, we were in this time where it was like, not clear that we would actually date. I was still trying to go out of my way to see her. You know, and so like the fact that this guy in theory likes you and you are halfway towards him and he's not PhD, do your, you can do it in the car, hire a scribe, you know, you know, record stuff anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I just don't, if he doesn't want to put the time in, then he's, it's not worth it. You can tell if a guy's worth it when it's long distance, especially if he's willing to make the long drives, even if it's like come up and down in the same day. And you're just there for four hours and he's doing 10 hours of driving. Like that's, those are the guys, like guys will do that if they want to date you. And if they don't do that, then they don't want to date you unless they have like a super good reason. You know what I mean? Like the, Oh, I, I like legitimately can't because my leg is gone and I can't drive, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that would be a different situation. Get on a train, Uh, man. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Build a train. Go to her. Mm, Indeed. My wife is calling me right now. Hey, Emma, you're on the podcast. Hang up if you don't want to be on the podcast. Bye, I love you. Bye, I love you. <laughs> uh, she did not want to be on the podcast. No, she uh, did not. But anyway, yeah, I think this guy's not worth your time because he, he's not putting the time in. And uh, My mom sent me this picture. <laughs> he's cute. He's not worth the time, so don't date him. Especially in the physical boundary thing. All Like, if someone just isn't respecting what you're saying, especially early on. It's like, okay, what's, what's the standard that we're setting here? So. Yeah. It's, I'm going to be real. Like he obviously wants to get physical with you. And if he has that desire and isn't willing to drive, I don't think he wants to get, I don't think he cares that much about getting physical with you specifically. Right. He just Um, needs to get physical with someone, someone. Yeah. So it's a little to be there. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with you. Sorry. That sounded kind of harsh, but like you're great. Yeah, okay. no, that was more of a dig at him. Where yeah, it's like, I hate this guy. I bet he, I bet he does smash cake. Look, John, with, John Paul II talked. John Paul II talked about the sexual urge, ah. right? And it's a, it's a creative force, mm. right? It's the force that makes a man drive ten hours in one day to be with it, be with his, be with his beloved. And it's not like a Freudian, you know, like oh, dudes just want one thing and it's disgusting. 
dudes don't just want one thing and it's disgusting. They want one thing and it's beautiful. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's like it's 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 very clear that his his desire is misdirected. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like his desire yeah. is not for you. His desire is for to satiate something you happen to have. Yeah, that yeah. you can fulfill. So yeah. I would say I would drop him like a bag of dirt on the side of the road. And uh, and if you want, we can get you to move to a different region of the country. Even which, though it's a mortal sin. Even though it's a mortal sin, we'll get you a new job. We'll get you some new friends. We know this great app. Tinder. Tinder. You can get friends on Tinder. I We got to end this show because we have two other things to record. Indeed we do. And, and I you love- have a lot to do. You have to watch The Departed and eat a pizza. I and do. I, and I have a whole other job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for my job where I can yeah. like, you know, if I don't have calls to make and if I don't have a meeting, I just don't have to do anything. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> All right, uh, bit.ly slash crunch discord, patreon.com slash the crunch. Sign up for the pilgrimage. Ask us Please questions sign up about for the, the pilgrimage. pilgrimage. If you have any questions about it, you can send us a message. We're happy to talk about it. It's, You're going to want to go Registration is ending soon. Soon. Literally, all you need to save your spot is $500. That'll save your spot. Forever. Forever. You get yes. it. And it's just there. Yes. And um, yeah, so like $500. Uh, you can go to selectinternational.com, selectinternationaltours.com slash the crunch or the link in the bio, link in description. Link in description. Link in description, our greatest president. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Tune in next week when I become the king of Florida. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you and we will see you all next week. Gonna be coming next meatball Ron. Meatball Pat. Meatball Leo's a When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.